is off. Hey everybody, it's Sherm here, the crazy Asian. And it's Megan, and welcome back to the Asian Sensations Podcast. Woo! It's, it feels so nice to be back. It's been a while. It's been a while. So I apologize for any listeners out there that's like, hey, when's the next episode coming out? Well, wait no longer. Here you go. <laughs> and if you weren't waiting for it, surprise, you get it anyways. <laughs> Wee! Um, so today we wanted to talk about fear and detachment. Yes. And so, but before we go any further, let's hear, first hear a word from our sponsor. All right, so I think I'll just start it off, Megan, because I got this email uh, from our intern that we had over the summertime. Um, and, you know, and it was interesting just because, do you remember we were talking about him and it seemed like he was hot and then cold. Like, yeah. some days he'd come in and you're like, wow, this guy is totally the best intern. Yeah. Um, and we only had two, so <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to be you're the best. You're not number one, you're number two. You, you are. And if you're not first, you're last, I guess, according to... Yeah. Uh, the two, uh, <laughs> having two interns. So uh, what was interesting is that he would, sometimes he would come in late, and I don't know how many times you and I talked to him about that. And oh then, But then I remember the last presentation he definitely put a lot more effort it seemed like yes. he was prepared with his thoughts it was cons- it was like it was co- a collective cohesive thought process from start to finish yeah um and compared to the other intern it's just like they kind of threw it up there which is weird because in terms of other areas of the internship she excelled more yes so very odd but yeah so and then so i said I, um so yeah he emailed today and and I showed Megan the email, and it, and it basically says, hey, you know what? Um, I want to be honest about kind of what happened over the internship. Um, I enjoyed what I did, but I was fearful that this is something maybe that I want to do, but I could fail in it. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we have that fear, um, it has a tendency to detach ourselves. And that's what he said for himself, is that he pulled away. Yeah. But yet here he is looking back at as he's done different various interviews and he has another little um, part-time internship um, in the banking arena. He's like, this is really what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so it really made me think, um, as, as you and I were thinking about podcasts and topics, how people totally do that in their lives is that they experience something and they think, oh, oh no, I, I, I'm afraid of that. And they completely do the exact opposite. Yeah. Or I think, well, like really what he was saying in there was like he he had like that fear of failure, which mm-hmm. also caused him to detach. And so we were talking about how that can relate to every area of life outside of just like from a work or business perspective. I mean, that can happen with like anything. Yeah. And so we wanted to kind of talk about that today and just see where this goes with our thoughts. Um, but yeah, I think that fear and detachment do go hand in hand because I mean typically when you're scared of something you avoid it right you know like if you're for example it's Halloween it's spooky season I'm not going to a haunted house like (laughs) I am one of those people I don't watch scary movies like I have fear um but you know so obviously I'm not gonna go to it because I'm scared of it so same thing with like when you're scared of failure that's why a lot of people don't get into certain they they don't don't do certain things like you know they've they've always wanted to sing but you know they're scared of singing in public so they never go to like an open mic Mm -hmm. night or whatever and you know or you're scared to um be in a relationship because of something that happened prior to so you're you know you stay away from them or you find yourself detaching so there's a lot of you know correlations yeah well and 
you know, you bring up relationships and it reminds me very much of conversation I had with my oldest brother. So my oldest brother was in a, he was married mm -hmm. and then he got divorced and then he got in another serious relationship years down the road. And she ended up, he, he caught like in her text messages or something that she was totally cheating on him. Mm. And so for him since then, then that was, gosh, I want to say almost four, uh, no, 12 years ago. Oh, wow. And he hasn't allowed himself to be in a serious relationship since. Yeah. So he's he, like, and, and, and it's not like, and, but at the same time, not, he's never told me like, sure, I want to be in a relationship, like yeah. a committed one. But anytime that he's in serious with a girl, he's always like, well, it's kind of my way or the highway. And so I'm kind of cool. Right. So you can go do your own thing. I'm going to go do mine. And so he's totally like walled up. Right. Uh -huh. So the moment that you exemplify similar behavior as like, you know, this pushback, he's like, dude, forget you. I'm, I'm gone. Like, so for him, he, he like what he wants to do, his prioritization of life is all about him. Yeah. Not in a selfish way, just in a this is how I protect myself. Yeah, that's just I think that's like a protection, like a protect protective mechanism. I can't think of the word. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's even a, a, the right word. It is but now it is in now. the podcast. Yeah. So, um, no, but I think that that's like, that's natural. I think a lot of people, they typically, when they've experienced some sort of like trauma, I would say, um, you know, like shark attack victims, you know, yeah. not all the time, but most of the time they're fearful of the ocean. They're not going to get back in. It takes them years to really get back into the ocean without, you know, freaking out that yeah. they're going to get attacked again. Um, so I think that's just human nature to always have like fear. Um, but naturally detachment comes with it. So as you were talking and you were explaining about so the intern thing, the intern, um, as you were talking about him and just kind of how what our experiences were, it did make me think about it being very similar to like a relationship mm -hmm. where sometimes when, you know, from a psychological standpoint of relationships, a lot of the time people get into relationships before they're ready to get into them. Yes. Um, and they carry a lot of baggage mm -hmm. into the next relationship if they haven't worked it out within themselves beforehand. And so when you were saying, like, we'd be so confused. Like, one day we'd be like, oh, my God, everything's great. And he's, like, yeah. he's focused and he's on fire. And then the next day it's like, okay, like, do you want to be here? And I and it just made me kind of think, like, I'm sure there's a million people out in the world that deal with relationships that are like that. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, one day he or she is, like, showering me with love, like, gifts and, like, encouraging text messages. And they cooked me dinner and, like, all this stuff before I came home. And the next day it's like we're fighting or like they're cold to me they don't want to like you know like physical touch is not a thing you know and it's like wishy-washy and usually it's because they have some sort of fear yeah um of getting too close in relationships and then so i remember um mm -hmm. i talked to a therapist after my divorce because mm -hmm. i didn't want to take any baggage right uh, onto my sons yeah and so you know just because half of them you know, the, the DNA uh, <laughs> is, is her. And so um, I remember talking to the therapist and she's like, yes. She's like, what we call this on our side as a therapist is emotional stacking. Yep. So you reacted a certain way emotionally. So, you know, for example, um, ex-wife would be like, um, oh, Megan, or not ex-wife, or ex-spouse or ex-relationship says, oh, Megan, where were you? Like, uh, why are you out so late? Because 
they're distrustful, not because of you, but because of their previous relationship, they're bringing this into the new relationship. So yeah. they're taking that emotion of how they reacted to you being out late with friends mm-hmm. to how they were treated before when their ex was out with friends. It was because that other person was cheating on them. So yeah. they almost, it's not that they think that you're that other person. It's just that that's how they react. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it goes back to like human nature of, to the point of like almost like caveman. Mm-hmm. When caveman experience something bad, like touching fire, well, don't touch fire again because it burns. Yeah. And so it's a way that our mind, just um, that lizard-like mind part, automatically remembers how to react to certain things. Mm-hmm. It's just that emotionally we act weird yeah. in relationships. Yeah. And I think that that's um, very true about the whole like emotional stacking thing because mm-hmm. I will say that... Um, not now, obviously, but I would say, like, from my last relationship, the relationship that I was in prior to that one, mm-hmm. I mean, there was so much emotional stacking that was brought into it and yeah. emotional baggage, um, which now that I, like, look back on it, I'm like, oh, that's... Mm. Sorry, dude. Right, my uh, bad. My bad. <laughs> um, but So if you're a, listening... It's okay. You got a wife now. You're fine, I guess. Um, I, I like how it's, I guess, the confidence of Megan is still so high. It is. You're okay. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Whatever. Still, it's still his loss. <laughs> yeah, it is still your loss. Everybody's losses. Anytime I leave something, anything, it's always there. That's loss. right. That's right. Just, just, <laughs> just note that if you decide to listen to another podcast, uh, it's your loss. <laughs> yeah, it's your loss that you're missing out on all this greatness. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's just normal. And I think a lot of people do that in other areas too. Yeah. You know, in terms of like, just pulling from like a network marketing thing, right? You know, people start a lot of, there's, I mean, network marketing has been around for years. Like it's not a new phenomenon. It's just that the gig economy is now a thing where it makes direct sales and network marketing much more prevalent. Mm -hmm. But you know, I mean, there's tons of network marketing companies that have been around for 10, 15 years Mm -hmm. that people have been a part of. And where I think I've noticed is that sometimes people are like, oh, well, I don't want to join your company because of the experience I had with another company. Right. Um, where, you know, that is that fear and detachment because um, it's like, look, I am I failed in this or it wasn't what I thought it was, so I don't even want to give this a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's just like another example. And I, I don't know if people really do that as much in, well, I guess they could yeah. do it like in jobs, yeah. like in, you know, like in corporate jobs. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I don't want to be a... Um, I don't know. I don't want to be a sales director and run a team because last time I was a sales director and ran a team, like it was just too much stress. I just didn't like it. Yep. You know, it, it was, um, it was just too much to bear. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could be going to a new company where you would still have the same role and still have the same responsibilities, but maybe have more support. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I, I think one of the 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 struggles that we'll have a lot of times is we'll look at certain circumstances and we place it only on what we know. Yeah. Right, and so if we had a bad experience, then we have a tendency not to want to do that thing again, even if we know that the circumstances are totally different and maybe will lead to success, will lead to what we want as an outcome. Um, and and that could be, you know, it could be relationship. We, you know, we've just found the greatest person. They're mm-hmm. they're really vibing with us. They they really understand us. But yet, because of the way that we were treated in the past, we have a tendency to just not want to fully surrender to the relationship. Yeah. And then you can go one of two ways, I think, from a relationship standpoint, is like, 
fear can lead you either towards detachment or it could lead you towards like anger and like false accusations. Mm-hmm. You know, so like to use the example of the intern, like his reasoning was he said that the reason why he was so detached during the internship with, was because of his fear of failure. Yep. And then he realized, you know, I just need to get over that fear and this is the career that I want to be in. So kind of similar, if you take it from a relationship standpoint, like kind of, I would say like, so your brother, his fear is that, you know, if I get too attached to somebody, they're going to fail me. Mm-hmm. Like, And I get hurt. The others, and I get hurt. So his coping mechanism, that's what it was. A that's coping it. mechanism, not a protective mechanism, but I guess. Yeah. Um, but the coping mechanism is to detach himself and say, well, we'll just live separate lives, but, like, live, like, we'll still be in a relationship together, but, like, you go do your thing, I'll do my thing. Like, at the end of the day, like, it's just all about me in my yep. mind, which, I don't know, I kind of, now that I think about it, yeah. I'm like, am I your brother? Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> Megan just literally, like, like light bulb went on, and she's like, this sounds this like sounds a really like, good idea. This sounds like what I do <laughs> now. I'm like... I want somebody that can live their own life and I live my own life, but we like live it together. Yeah. But, so, so we kind of like occasionally bump into each other. Yeah. It's schedules. like, oh, hey, look, you're in the house too. Cool. Hey, we are in a relationship occasionally. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to be like that. I just, um, from a, on a side note, on a side tangent, um, I'm more of a person that I, I like independence mm-hmm. and a, a lot of people can't understand that in a relationship because yep. I think sometimes people in relationships have the mindset of when two become one. Right. And I think it's like two people can still be two people, yep. but like love each other and be in a relationship and like help each other reach their goals without being like, oh, now my life is your life. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, I'm the visual in my head is really weird, but yes. like I'm just morphed <laughs> into you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. But anyways, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, but on the other, the other side of the coping mechanism is I think like false accusations and anger. Yeah. Um, to where, you know, if something happens, and I think that we've talked about the emotional stacking. I don't know if it's on the podcast or if it was in um, a meeting. Mm-hmm. I think we had done like a meeting or, oh, no, no, no. I think it was one of our book clubs um, where we talked about emotional stacking to where yes. like when you, if you've like, we, you used it, how you described it was more in a business sense. Like, Correct. you know, if you feel like your manager is coming at you, like if you worked with a bad manager prior to, and you just felt like they were always very critical of you mm-hmm. in terms of being like, well, you know, they're always like yelling, like, why didn't you do this and all of that. So then when somebody else had a new job asked you that same question, even though they're coming, they will probably be coming in from a place of wanting to help you, not just criticize you, you're automatically like defensive. Right. So I think that's the same way that people can be in relationships is that, you know, if they like see that, okay, their spouses or their significant others, you know, staying late at work Mm -hmm. or whatever, or they're on their phone a lot more. Mm -hmm. It could be work-related or something that has nothing to do with cheating, but that's like Mm -hmm. their first thought is to be like, oh my God, you're cheating on me. Yes. And and which is interesting just because it, it, it might look the same. Yeah. But it's not the same because it's not the same person. I think what changes is intent. Yeah. That's the difference between mm-hmm. everything is the intent behind it because, you know, if 
just kind of going back to that, like if there's two managers, mm -hmm. one if they both both pose the same question to you of like why haven't you hit your target? Right. It's it really the question changes with the intent mm -hmm. because it's like are they asking it because they want to berate you and like humiliate you for it yeah. and yell at you for why you didn't. Or is it because they're asking because they want to help you? They want to say, well, let's look and see why you aren't hitting your targets. Yeah. And so that's where I think a lot of times when we when we can face the fear mm -hmm. and almost in, in a sense like scientifically like dissect it or accept it, right, that you basically say, so for example, if you go to like a Halloween, mm -hmm. um, if you tell yourself, keep constantly telling yourself, this is fake, this is fake, yep. this is fake. Uh, you'll st you still might be started, you still might be scared, but it might give you that strength to go through okay. the haunted house without like being traumatized, right? And I think in relationships, when you can surrender to, uh, you know what, I will get hurt. That's just how relationships yeah. are. I, I, we, we can't, we can't set up our lives like it's like it's a, a kiddie's bowling alley where you're like you know everything's <laughs> like buffered. Yeah, there's these buffers in our lives, and so oh no, I don't want to hurt myself. I could bump into something. No, guess what? Life has sharp edges, and you're gonna get cut. You're gonna get some scrapes. You're gonna get some bruises, and so it's okay to accept that in anything that we decide to do. Yeah. Right? We decide to do something, we will fail, right? Um, we do this podcast and nobody listens to it. <laughs> that, that could happen, right? It's, yeah. it's a total possibility. Of course, we love every single one of you that do listen, so appreciate, appreciate you. I think when we accept whatever that fear is, on the other side of that acceptance of fear starts coming the ability to move beyond it. Yeah, you can't live your life like bubble boy. No. And I think maybe that's the topic. That's the, that's the title, right? <laughs> Don't live your life like Bubble Boy. Um, because I think what you end up doing is you, you end up living a shallow version of yourself yeah. because you're too afraid to go to the deep end. Ooh. 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 I like the way that, that came out. My goodness. Write that on the whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. No, I really think that that's true. And I think that when we live our life in fear, you just keep yourself from reaching your fullest potential mm -hmm. because I really think like okay we talked about Portillo's earlier because we were talking about hot dogs yes if he you know started his little hot dog cart stand yes and if he lived in the sphere of like you know what like I'm just never going to get past being at this hot dog stand. I'm just going to close it down. He wouldn't be a billionaire with like a chain of <laughs> Portillo restaurants right you know and so I think that you know where People. And you heard that correctly, by the way, everybody. That was B. B with a billionaire. Yeah, a billionaire on hot dogs. <laughs> Things in casings. I don't... Yeah. And, and, and in Chicago, which is, you know, not the like... A very, a, very, a very competitive place for hot dogs. Yeah. You know, there's a Chicago-style hot dog, if you didn't know that. So, yeah. um, It's on a poppy seed bun. Anyway. It's on a poppy seed bun. It is. And it has, like, mustard and... Yes, no ketchup. That's, no ketchup. It they, they say it's for kids. Onions. Yes, tomatoes. Tomatoes. Relish, right? Yeah, they like this neon green relish. Neon green relish. And then, doesn't it have like sauerkraut on it or something? Um, it has sport peppers. Oh. Uh, uh, and a pickle. Yeah. It. it <laughs> I can see it in my oh, mind. I am literally salivating, salivating? right now, yeah. everybody. I'm so sorry. I don't know. I, when I was in Chicago, I didn't have a Chicago hot dog but I did have a Chicago pizza and it was really good yeah um but anyways <laughs> to go back to not food um yeah I just think that 
the biggest thing about fear is recognizing it mm -hmm. and then subconsciously doing something to address it, such as why we got on this topic was because that's exactly what the intern did was he realized his fear, mm -hmm. addressed it, and was bold enough to come back and say, hey, these are my fears. Like, this was the reason why I acted the way that I did, and it was due to fear, but I know that, like, I'm at a point now where I'm ready to face my fears and fail forward. Yes, and that's a phenomenal phrase. Yeah. Because I think that's where, I, I, and I don't know where, where it starts, Megan, but I think for a lot of people, we start fearing failure at a pretty young age, especially yeah. in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's our traditional school system, but, but like right now, um, I just posted up, uh, we're, in, we're in H Mart yesterday, mm -hmm. and little Jaden, he's two everybody, and he hears this music, and he just starts dancing at the checkout, right? And so, and then what's funny though, is the 14 year old, who his, he's a chip off the old block, so he's shameless, and so he starts dancing. Now he dances like a white guy. <laughs> no offense, but he has no rhythm. Um, <laughs> little Jaden, I do have it. It's, oh, okay. it's up on it's up on YouTube in a private channel <laughs> or private video. Uh, but yeah, Jaden, it, it reminds me of that phrase. Um, it's love like you've never been heard. Dance like nobody's watching. Sing like nobody's listening. Live or no, love like you've never been hurt, and live like there's no tomorrow, tomorrow or something like yeah. that. And so it's just this idea that if there isn't, if, if you and I weren't shackled down with fear that's holding us back, mm -hmm. then do what you want to. Embrace that um, yeah. that ability to just have the abundance of life. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are very out, like I would say a lot of people where they're admired for being bold, it's because they are fearless. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't necessarily, they don't have the self-limiting belief or they're not scared of what others think of them. The AC just turned off. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably good. It's getting cold here in Houston. Yeah, cold, by the way, for anybody that's listening that's not around here. So Houston's typically like in the 90s and higher. Um, so today it's like it's 55 and people are like freaking out how cold it is outside. Yeah, I walked so. out of, I walked out of my office earlier to the garage and I was like, oh my God, it's cold. <laughs> and it was all, only like 65. And, and I'm still coming from like central Wisconsin where I'm just like, oh yeah, this is still a really nice, a nice day. Yeah. Real brisk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways. Um, well, I hope anybody that listens to this, Megan, realizes that whatever fears that they're experiencing are meant to give them some kind of inclination to do something. Like, so, so, so scary things. Then don't go watch horror movies. Don't go to, uh, you know, yeah. trick-or-treating Halloween haunted houses, right? Um, but I think fear, if let's say I'm afraid to fail at something, like let's say I'm afraid to like go to college because I don't I want to fail courses and pay yeah. money, then maybe that means I need to study harder. Maybe I need to learn more. Maybe I, maybe I need better learning habits. Maybe I need better friends that are also going to college. And so what fear there is trying to make us do is actually learn more and be more and embrace this idea that we do fail forward right mm -hmm. so that, that sorry that was the tangent of, of of my son is that he was totally fine with just dancing because he's two and i think when we allow ourselves to accept that failure is part of the process and and sometimes it's you know it's parents we have a tendency to do this right my son comes home he has a 92 uh percent right on a mm -hmm. dude what what, what, what this eight percent 
So instead of me focusing in on the You're 90... You're such an Asian parent. Yeah, I am, right? That's such an Asian parent. They do. I'm like, oh, a 92, that's so good, sure. But yeah. you're like, no, there's 8% that you could have done. Did we miss something on this, right? And so that's the problem, right? As a parent, <laughs> you have a tendency to be like, instead of looking at the majority, 92% that was right, 88% that was right, yeah. even 76% that's right, all you need to focus in on then is the 24. Uh, but the problem is is that if I have a tendency then as an adult to a parent to child in only emphasizing what got wrong, that small little percent, that's they that's they they then react of, I don't want to disappoint mom or dad. Yeah. Their fear of disappointing me now is they get so hell bent on not wanting to make a mistake that they play it safe. Yeah. So instead of being risky in career, they go, well, let me go get an eight to five job. I'll take that salary because I, I, I can't start my own business. I'm too afraid, Megan, right? Like I've done the network marketing before. I tried to sell Amway, um, you know, vitamins that are like horse pills, right? And oh, I wonder why that wasn't successful because it was garbage, dude. Uh, no offense to Amway. I have, a, fr- I have so. a friend that takes Amway pills. And the other day he was like, oh my God, that was so hard to take. And then I just—that's just funny that you said that they were horse pills. I've never actually seen that. Oh my gosh, Megan! I've never seen these. My pills, parents but got that's when we were really younger. Funny though that you just said that because he literally was like, "Ah, oh God, it was so hard to swallow these pills," and I made an off-color comment about of it. Of course but, you did. But yeah. So he should, <laughs> like, almost all vitamins at this point should be taken in like some kind of powder form. Like that's the technology. This is 2019, so come on. We shouldn't them, even need it. We should, it should be downloaded into our body yeah, at this yeah. point. It's 2019. Oh, just got my vitamin K. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be awesome, but then we'd be robots. So, yeah. but I think a lot of the time, though, with fear, and I guess differentiating, because sometimes people. You know, I mean, obviously, going back to the thing with, like, you know, if you have fear of, like, scary things, don't watch scary movies. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's a difference, I think, between, like, like, there's two different categories of fear. Absolutely. Like, being, like, having a fear of heights is, like, one thing. Yeah. You know, but, like, having a fear of, but, like, having a fear of, like, doing something that is, you know, whether it's like starting a business or getting into a relationship or, you know, whatever it is. Going to the gym. Go, you know, whatever that thing is, I think it's the difference is that usually when it's something that you're constantly thinking about and it keeps being presented in front of you, your fear is just whatever self-limiting beliefs that you have or you having not, I don't know, something that you have to work out like internally and psychologically to get over. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. And, that, and that's where I think for a lot of people, if they can embrace and, and feel empowered that they can make these different changes to overcome that fear, I think they'll find themselves very freed of that mentality. Yeah. Just like, you know, I think not, not should everybody have a side gig? No. But I think a lot of people should should be doing something that brings them real happiness. Yeah. And I think that realistically in that instance... You know, I mean, like, jumping out of a plane is, like, one thing. Like, yes, you could die. Yeah. Um, like, your parachute could not, you know. Yeah, that, that's, like, statistics, by the way. Oh, yeah, Gr- like... Gravity does not stop ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just real. That's, like, physics. Um, but, you know, when it comes to, like, other things, you know, like, even, you know, getting into a relationship is, like, different because that's, like, an emotional hurt, and that's, like, the scariest thing for a lot of people, but, like, even, like, getting into a relationship and it failing or getting, 
like starting a business and it failing or getting into a new job or trying something new and failing at it, like at the end of the day, like you're just back at square one. So why not take the leap? Yeah. Like that's what I tell people that, you know, like are scared about network marketing. No, I don't know the with every other company what their policy is, but with the company that I'm with, um, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you have 30 days to try it. If you don't like it, then you return it. You get your money back and you're you back on. at square one and you yeah. move on. And kind of the same thing. If you go and you're like, I want to try stand-up comedy. And you go and you do stand-up comedy and not a single person laughs at you, then cool. I mean you'll be slightly embarrassed for that second, mm -hmm. but after that, I mean, you're back at square one, yep. not being a stand-up comedian. <laughs> What's funny, though, is we're always at square one. Yeah. It's, it's only this illusion that you and I, because this is a perfect example, right? You've, you've done your current role of recruiting since you got out of college, right? Mm -hmm. But yet here you are at a new place, learning something new, and you're, in a sense, you're feeling like you're starting at square one. Mm -hmm. But we're always starting at square one. Yeah. It's just this it's it's this figment of our imagination that now yes, you and I might have have, have a habit of brushing our teeth and taking a shower and and doing I would hope we have that. You habit. know, certain 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 activities that we do that are more habitual, mm -hmm. but we're we're constantly learning something new. Right? Like you're lear you're meeting a ton of new people at your new place. Yeah. You're learning a new way of doing things. I after, you know, 15 years or so, I'm being told that I need to memorize a certain particular language on the way that I'm doing things as well. And, and again, it's just, it's just part of that learning process. Yeah. And so I, I think sometimes we have a... I know myself personally. I feel like I'm tricking myself thinking that I'm experienced when in reality I'm kind of learning things new pretty constantly on how to do things, right? Work in a relationship, work in business relationships, navigate a new place, learn how to drive to go to a, a new restaurant or something. Yeah. I'm constantly looking. I'm, I'm, I am starting at square one with a lot of things. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about the, I think it's all about showing up and putting in effort. Yeah. You know, and you can only be upset with yourself. I think more people will find themselves more upset for not trying than they do for trying. Like, yeah. I don't really know a lot of people are like, I mean, there might be an instance where like, God, I would never do that again, but I'm glad I tried it. You know, yep. that's typically what yes. is the follow-up behind that. It's like, I um, really hated that octopus dish, but yes. glad I tried it so I knew I would not eat it again. Yep. So, you know, the fear that you have of like, I don't know, eating a live octopus, mm -hmm. you know, at least you got... Have you done that? No, but I went to. That sounds fascinating. I mean, I eat octopus, but yeah, a live Yeah, not one. live. Me Ooh. and my uncle were actually supposed to go, and there was a someplace in Houston, I think, that of would be like is. a tentacle. And you just, like, dip it in, and you just try to swallow it before it... Yeah, before it's detached you. ...to your throat. This sounds awesome. Let me try this. Yeah. Let, tell Troy to invite me over to this. Yeah. It sounds exciting. It does. It sounds like I want to. Do it. It's like a competition of me versus this animal. Who's yeah. gonna eat who first? Yeah, you said chew it fast enough. <laughs> but, yeah. Of course, it, I already have their hands since I've chopped up parts of its body already. But um. <laughs> it's not technically even alive anymore. It's just it's you, still moving, right? But it still moves. But that's just because it's like muscle. Yeah, just muscle. Yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to end on that note. <laughs> I don't think I do either. I don't think I want to end that on go out and eat octopus. But I mean, the whole point of this was just you know you can't live your life as Bubble Boy. You cannot be scared and live in fear, um, and you can't necessarily always detach yourself because I think at the end of the day, when you detach yourself, you just really are just hurting yourself more in the long run mm -hmm. um, because it's preventing you from living your best life realistically I mean if you cut yourself off from getting into a relationship like you being detached because of your fear of what others have done to you in a relationship could be keeping you from the person that you're meant to be mm -hmm. with you know that's really what we should be focusing in on in our, our podcast is how people can live their best life yeah that's why we're switching it up <laughs> that's what we're about living your best authentic life we both also do say a lot live like you put unapologetically you yes in my bio is living unapologetically yeah. so we're going to change the podcast name yes we will we will no i think we're still going to do no, the still, still, I like but the it. theme is yeah the theme i think is is, is about that because i number one is i don't want to give the impression that we have it all mastered. <laughs> no, <huh? laughs> I'm still figuring out a lot of things. There's some things that I feel pretty experienced at, Megan. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that I still like. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, like I, I don't know yeah. how I'm gonna approach that. Um, and so I, I, I want to just share with you, people. That's anyone that's listening. That despite me not having everything all buttoned up and all my ducks in a row, mm -hmm. and knowing everything from A to Z on this particular thing. I'd still rather go, even if I know A and B, or even if I know A and C, I'll still run it and I'll figure out B on the way. That's kind of just the way that I, I like to do things. realistically, when you really take that phrase, having your ducks in a row, yeah. you really could never have all your ducks in a row. Right. Realistically, if you're playing with ducks, none of them are going to stay in a row. No, they won't. Um, <laughs> they will get up and move. Yeah, if you've seen ducks, they, they don't, they don't, they're not trained like animals. Like like a trained animal. Oh, I was like, they are animals. What do you mean they're not trained? Like <laughs> you know, them? you know, like like I you've, you've not, I've never met anybody that was like, yeah, I trained my two ducks. They can go get food and come back, and you know, That's dogs, true. sure, pigeons, even pigeons are, pigeons but not are ducks. Weird. Ducks probably do their own thing. They probably you know they fly south for the winter. Yeah. Um, which would be here, by the way, if you're not from, if you're listening to us from the north. Yeah. Texas is south. Well, yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast of. Not living your life as Bubble Boy. Yes. And we'll look forward to talking with you guys soon. Live unapologetically. Have a great day. Peace.